0: Why are there divisions in the church? Pastor Greg Scalzo will begin to address this question in this edition of Shiar Jashub, a Bible study program coming from Shiar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo. And in the current sermon, my husband has been reviewing the New Covenant Ministry and the correct attitude and stance of the New Covenant minister as part of the in-depth teaching series he's entitled Heavenly Authority. Before we rejoin the Sunday message, I want to give you our website address. It is www.sharjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen JASHUB.org. You can find a library of these radio programs, as well as special articles and information about our church, our services, and about Pastor Greg. So now let's return to the sermon as Pastor Greg Scalzo teaches from God's holy word. Mm-hmm.
1: Going back to our review uh, of 2 Corinthians, Paul says in 2 Corinthians, in the sections we studied, he says, We renounce the hidden things of shame. This is chapter 4, verse 2. We do not walk in craftiness. We do not distort. We do not deceive. Uh, Chapter 3, verse 1 We do not commend ourselves. Chapter 4, verse 5, we do not preach ourselves. We preach Jesus. We preach Jesus. He says, we manifest, we set forth the truth plainly. Chapter 4, verse 2, we manifest the truth of God. And the veil comes down. The veil is taken away. The veil over the heart, over the mind As we turn to the Lord, for we all, every believer, is called to reflect, from the least to the greatest, the unsurpassing, the unending glory of the Lord with unveiled faces and be transformed. That is a New Testament. That is a new contract, the New Covenant ministry. What a glorious new contract. What a high calling for every believer, as we studied last time, Matthew chapter 23, you are all brethren. That's review. With that solid background of the New Testament ministry, clearly seeing what God purposed for his church, for authority in his church, let's spend some time discussing different issues on authority. And the first one that comes up is the issue of division, division in the church. There are so many different denominations, so many different individual churches, so many different points of views and teaching. If you put on Christian radio, sometimes it's a tremendous blessing. And sometimes after you just heard two pastors say exactly opposite things, you want to hold your head. Um, As you hear some of the debates on differences over great doctrinal issues, You can feel like a ping-pong ball going back and forth over a net. And it's so easy to lose sight of the pure, simple light of the church that you read about at the time of the book of Acts. It seems so far away from what Christianity is today. It seems so distant, so unattainable. Probably the best place to start this discussion, and we can't finish it today, but it is in Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9 and verse 38. Now John answered him, saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him. For no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our side. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble... It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Too often Christians forget this principle. If someone's on your side, you don't hurt them. You don't rip at them. You don't tear them apart. We need all the help we can get. The true, sincere friends, these are the troops we have in a battle. There is a battle in this world between the forces of Satan and the forces of God. There is a battle between light and darkness. And if you have others on the side of Christ, you should praise God for that, even if they don't follow you, even if they're not part of your group. If you notice on certain social issues how the other side, the Antichrist side, how great they are, they network together. When an issue comes up, they pull together. They join from all different factions, and they, even if they hate each other, they pull together because they have a common cause in darkness, because they hate us more, and they hate the Lord more than they dislike each other. It's only been in recent years that we've seen believing churches and individual believers and different ministries putting aside differences for the sake of what is right and receiving dramatic results because of it. Let's look at this scripture. Someone who does not follow us, we saw someone he does not follow us casting out demons in your name, and we forbade him because he does not Follow us. He's not one of our group. We saw, John says, we saw him casting out demons in your name, in the name of Jesus. So he's proclaiming the name of Jesus, this other one. Obviously, he's heard the gospel. Obviously, he's heard about Jesus. Obviously, he's heard about the kingdom of God, the gospel of the kingdom, and he believes in Jesus. And this is essential to understanding who is with us and who's against us. He's proclaiming the name of the Lord. There are many organizations that might have Christian in their name historically, but they no longer proclaim the name of Jesus. They're not believing on him. This man obviously believes on Jesus. We saw he casts out demons in your name. There's a result. The Holy Spirit has anointed him. The power of God is upon him. If this man wasn't truly testifying of Jesus, this wouldn't happen. Later on in the book of Acts, in chapter 19, there are seven sons of a Jewish chief priest at Ephesus named Siva, and they heard and saw the success that Paul had in casting out demons in the name of Jesus. So they figure, well, we'll try it too. We'll exercise demons also but they weren't believers. And when they try to use the name of Jesus in such a way, the evil spirit on the demon-possessed man says to them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man jumps on the seven of them, beats them up, tears off their clothes, and sends them out of the house bloody and naked. They couldn't just use the name of Jesus like some rune to accomplish what they want, because they were not believers in Jesus Christ. It does not work that way. But not so here. He says, we saw this man casting out demons in your name. This is really a believer, a sincere usage of the name of Jesus with the appropriate results. But he doesn't follow us. Aren't we the 12? And by the way, Lord, which among us is the greatest? Who will sit at your right hand and your left? Well, look, look at the paragraph before. We started at verse 38. Look back at verse 33. Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me but him who sent me. You have to become like a little child. You shouldn't be arguing who's the first, who's the greatest. You shouldn't be desiring the rabbi, rabbi, teacher, teacher. Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Well, we're the 12. We haven't ordained this man. We haven't commissioned him. He's not reporting to us, so we forbade him. We stopped him. When the gospel goes out throughout the whole world, there's going to be the need for more than just these 12 or the other disciples that were along with Jesus. Here was one God was using, one that could have been part of the movement to spread the gospel throughout the whole world to every creature. And they stopped him, they forbade him. He does not follow us, but he does follow Jesus. Beware the yeast. Of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Maybe John brought this man up because he wanted to change the subject when Jesus was saying to them, what was it that you disputed among yourselves on the road? So he changes the subject and says, you know, we saw this man who was casting out demons in your name, and we stopped him. I was amazed when I first became a Christian at the jealous attitude that exists in some of the Bible-believing churches toward each other. The attitude of, if we're here in this area, how dare those other Bible churches exist? How dare they? Jealousness, small-mindedness. Instead, we should be thankful that there are other believers in other churches, amen? We're called to do what is right in our churches, in our ministries, and pray that others do the same and leave them to the Lord. There should not be this this grinding attitude of competition, this attitude when you go into a Christian bookstore, which is the church right now, which is the hot church, shouldn't be there. It smacks of the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Verse 40, Jesus says, For he who is not against us is on our side. It's all too easy to get the focus on us, on our position, on our pride, and forget that he who is not against us is on our side.
0: Join Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web. On the Shi'ar Jeshub website, you will find information about Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, as well as an archive of our radio program's with in-depth Bible teaching and preaching. The address is ww.shiarjeshub.org. And can I ask you to pray about supporting this ministry? Our address is Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. And may the Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.